Hello and welcome to episode 17, yes, 17 of the APW Property Podcast. Before I introduce you, Stuart, or ask you to introduce yourself, do you know who I reminded do you know who I reminded myself of then? Uh, I couldn't I couldn't possibly dredge that deep to find. <laughs> Paul Bettany playing Jeffrey Chaucer in a knight's tale. Oh. It's interesting, you, but you, it's interesting you say Chaucer. Why don't you say Chaucer? I don't know. I mean, is that the correct way to say it? I've never really, I've ne- I didn't study him or anything in, in school. So, well, one thing, you don't say tomato sauce. Can I have some tomato sauce, please? You say, can I have some tomato sauce? <laughs> but Jeffrey Chaucer. Maybe I do say. <laughs> you don't know. I've, I've seen you ask for tomato Maybe sauce. I do say you do not. Sauce. You don't go, can I have some tomato sauce, please? <laughs> Chaucer, Jeffrey Chaucer, Jeffrey Chaucer, yeah, Chaucer, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, anyway, so um, yeah, my name's Callum uh, Williamson, and I'm here today with Stuart Williamson. Stuart, how are you? I'm very much better for having that chat about tomato sauce. Excellent, yeah, great, same. Thank you. Um, okay, so what are we talking about today? Um, I suppose segueing from Jeffrey Chaucer, <laughs> a very historical film that, and I'd say we're going to have a chat about Cambridge and surrounding why if you if you watched our short video perhaps that's why you're here um you know we're going to be talking in a bit more detail just on Cambridge the supporting areas the surrounding areas what makes them good what makes Cambridge good and just a bit of general property chat as we like to do so um why don't we start off with a nice easy question what makes Cambridge a good buying location well it's all as far as I can see, it's all about employment. It's really a case of, you know, what do you want from a, a good buy-to-let property? Well, I think first and foremost, you want it to be full all the time, you know, with, with paying tenants who are looking after it. But then there's other factors, like you want to have a, a mixture of owner-occupiers and renters. And that's what you're getting in these new developments that are springing up around uh, Cambridge. So you're getting good quality tenants who are working in the centre of Cambridge and commuting in. You're getting people who want to live there who are also commuting in. That's the right sort of aspirational mix that you want to be aiming for. Plus, it's a really nice place. I mean, Fenland is, you know, it's not like known as you know, a violent place or anything like that. It's just a cultured educational location and some of the schools, you know, phenomenal. I mean, Cambridge University sponsor quite a few of the schools that are around the outskirts of Cambridge, and they're all Ofsted outstanding rated because of all the big brains you've got. Yeah, I think there's something like 28 within a 25-mile radius. We've got, we've got figures on that, so if someone wants to quote us, we can send you those. But, um, yeah, it is a good – it is a solid location, and I think um, – it's important though, right, before wh- where you're looking to, um, to buy, um, you know, you consider why you're buying again and, and what you're trying to achieve, right? So if you're buying in Cambridge City Centre, I think, as you said in the video, yes, you're going to need some deep pockets, but it's also a fantastic capital appreciation uh, location in the, in the city itself. I think um, over the last 10 years, it's grown by 61%, which is quite outstanding, really. And that's before the mad growth we've seen this year. Uh, so it is an attractive place, uh, but the average property price within Cambridge itself 
uh, over 300,000 for a flat and well over 500,000 for a house. But as you wow. said, there's lots of employment and things there. So your vacancy rates are low at, do you want to take a guess? Vacancy rates? Oh, I'd have said below 5%. Yeah, it's actually below 1%, which I think uh, is probably just people moving between houses, that vacancy, that below 1%. So, yeah. um, But then the yield is a little bit lower. They're saying now it's 4 to 5%. So in... in in Cambridge itself. So look, if you're buying for capital appreciation, you've got a lot of cash, good place. But what if, um, what if you haven't got enough cash to buy in Cambridge city center? Is it worth, I saw a good article earlier today talking about the various locations outside of Cambridge, Huntington. Um, what's that other place down in market, uh, where you can buy more affordably, uh, more affordable, um, where you get a higher yield and the property price will be lower. So, uh, what do you reckon on that? Yeah, the yield is also higher because you're getting more bang for your buck. So if you're buying as a buy-to-let investor in Ely or Peterborough, I mean, Peterborough's got tremendous, you know, communication links. I remember when I was a kid, I used to get the um, train down from um, North Yorkshire down to London to visit my brother. And we'd always go through this place, Peterborough, and we thought it was just a, you know, a dump. But actually, it's a very well-connected, very good location. And um, it's... You know, it's the same with a lot of these places, Ely, and, and the things that are investing money in the infrastructure like they should be doing. But more importantly, Cambridge has got some quite amazing pubs. Mm, uh, I yeah, went, yeah. They've got, um, I'll give you the top top four, the Eagle, the Cambridge Blue, uh-huh. the, the, the Mill, and the mm, Free Press. Mm, mm. And the right. Eagle, I believe, is, wasn't that um, founded in 15-something, and there's a heap of uh, famous people have been there, including... Um, Bill Clinton. Was, he was at Oxford, wasn't he? Didn't he get a, a thing to Oxford? Or are you not thinking of the Eagle in Old, Old Street in London, which the famous song, Pop Goes Weasel, is based on? I could have got my eagles mixed up. My eagle pubs, that is, yeah. Well, it's, it's up and down a city road, in and, in and out the eagle. That's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. Wow. And, that is in in East London, whereas the one eagle in it's a Watson Crickets. Yes, it is the legendary Watson and Cricks legendary watering hole. You're right. Yeah, so the eagles are quite famous wherever you go. Yeah, I think I went there once, and um, you can see <laughs> you can see how much people have grown over the past five hundred years because it's so low. The ceilings it's tiny in there. Yeah, I think that's probably about the right size for me. I wouldn't like to have two taller ceilings. Probably, it's, it's yeah. Not... Anyway, hey, I found some um, some good research actually. Um, some uh, a good article from our friends at GetGround. Oh yeah, Bianca Vandenberg in Singapore GetGround. You know, you know, she's off on off on maternity leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh, when we did our video, what about a month ago now? She said she'd be off soon, so um, yeah, off until January, that. I think. Blimey. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so. Just a little example, we were talking there about um, capital appreciation versus yield and, and what you want. So this is something they wrote in an article of theirs. Property is a long-term investment, yet we know that if you purchase a flat for £150,000, you could get £700 to £800 monthly rental income or £8,400 per annum. It's not insignificant by any means, get around, say, 
but let's assume the capital growth is around 6% and you increase the rent by 5% every year. Now the figures. Your property with the, five, uh, with the 6% growth will add £9,000 to its value that year, but your rent only adds 420 to your income. So capital appreciation allows you to increase the value of your properties naturally over time, whereas rental yield delivers a regular monthly payment that looks after the asset but doesn't grow. So I suppose what they're trying to say is you need to decide early on what your investment goals are and buy to fit those goals. I think uh, it's an interesting concept. You talk about places in the UK, we're talking about the Vale of Glamorgan, if you recollect a while back, and you were saying that the Vale of Glamorgan has gone up by 24.5% this year alone, which I mean, I'm amazed if it is the case, but we'll, we'll take their, their word for it. Um, so that means if you'd bought a house for £250,000 there, you'd have made you know, sixty grand on it, which is actually more than you'd have made probably in your, in your working job. Yeah, and it's very true. I mean, it, that Zoopla report we were talking about in the... Um, sorry if this microphone is quite punchy. I'm still figuring out how close I need to be or all that sort of stuff. So forgive me if I like it, it is. I, I like it when you get really close because then I can't see your face behind it. Well, no one will because this is a podcast. Uh, yeah, but I, I have can. been told I have, a, I have a face for a podcast, face for radio, I think it used to be called. <laughs> I was listening to Alice Cooper this morning on uh, Planet Rock and he says, can you see me on the radio? I'm the best looking 71-year-old disc di- di- jockey in the world. I tell you what, if you can't see me, get a magazine, cut my picture out and stick it on the front of the radio then you'd be able to imagine I'm in the room with you. Yeah, Perfect. Well, there you go. Excellent. Okay. We could, we could run a competition and get people to take pictures of you and put them in weirdest places in the world, take a photo and then yeah. send it in. And the person who gets the best photo with you in it gets a, um, gets a case of um, beer from Cambridge. Cambridge no, no. Beer. No, get gets a, a subscription to construction news today in the UK, something like that. Okay, gets, useful. gets to subscribe to our um our APW brief newsletter that goes out every Saturday. It's free, it's full, jam-packed of useful, relevant, well-researched information that we and our research team have researched throughout the week and and the, and the previous month. Within that emailer, you get a market brief, which is a, a four to six minute read. You get Stuart's market wrap, which is usually about a 10 minute watch. You get our long podcast, this one you're listening to now, and you also get a shorter bonus client question answered podcast. So um, if you're not signed up, check it out in the link below and make sure you do get signed up. Yeah, it's the way to go. It's the only way you'll educate yourself. You know, often I speak to people and they say, oh, I've done a lot of research into this. And basically what it meant, means is that they've spent a couple of days doing it, realize how hard it is, and then forget about it. Whereas in reality, you have to spend all your time researching. Otherwise. And sorry, it is so, it is so, so, it is difficult and so difficult and time consuming to do. So I was, I was researching a a potential buying location. A lady, a lady messaged me on LinkedIn and and said, uh, she's not interested in buying a property, but she is selling one, and funnily enough, you were talking about Wales. It is up in the valleys of Wales, not the Vale of Glamorgan. It's a bit further north, I think. Um, she was asking £83,000 for it. Within a week, she'd been offered ninety-three. so I suppose that goes to show. But um, 
anyway, I was researching the area and um, trying to get my head around it. And it is tough. You know, you send out if then you want to find out more information from the um, what do you call them? Not real estate companies. The um, what are they estate called? Agent. Estate agents. Yeah. Mm. You know, I, I must have sent emails out to about seven of them, tried to call them. And I heard back from three. It's sold. There's nothing else like it. We've got loads of interest. It's under offer. And only one of them said, I'll give you a call back. And so it would be quite easy there to go, right, well, I'm done with that. And so I guess what I'm trying to say, it is, it is difficult to find the research and all the information because I think there's so much out there and you can spend a whole day or a whole week researching and going deeper down the rabbit hole. And so you need to find sources you can trust. And then at some point you just need to say, right, I'm going to make a decision based on what I've got and I'm going to stop looking for for more and more information because that's what i do i just try and find more and more information and then i need to say actually you've got enough to make a decision so make a decision well, i think the point is if you um if you wait i always say if you wait for every light to be green before you set off for your destination how long will it take you to get there you have to come up with a rational arg- argument and not have um an- paralysis by analysis and that's what a lot of people do so just focus on it. I mean, I, I find I have from a client yesterday who who's helping who's buying a property in uh, in Cambridge, and uh, he sent me some great research that he had found. You know, and I get a lot of that from people being critical or constructive of the properties that we talk about, and they say, "Well, what about this? What about that?" And they're things you haven't really scoped out, and it does help you become a better researcher. But if I was a non property person trying to do it whilst managing a Tesco or whilst managing a, a recruitment company, then I wouldn't have time to do it. I don't, you know, I don't have time to do enough in my own work without having to go outside and try and do different things. Yeah, exactly. You know, it does. It, it takes, it takes a lot of effort. Um, but okay, let's, let's bring it back on track a little bit. Um, I'm sure that was all useful information and discussion there for people listening but um cambridge employment let's talk a little bit about the employment in cambridge um it's med tech right cambridge uh, astrazeneca one of the largest employers there you've also got uh new med tech companies like is it dark trace I think oh it's god there's loads trace. of them literally loads of them um you know so it is really it is a massive location for that what can you tell us about astrazeneca oh astrazeneca yeah obviously they, aside they... that i've got the vaccine well, I was going to say they do a, a quite quite a good vaccine. It's been approved for the over sixties, so obviously I'm not over sixty, but if I was, I would take it. Yeah. Um, I don't know much apart from that. I just don't know. They're a huge company. I know that they're doing a lot of artificial intelligence um, modeling of viruses for the future. So they basically take X Y virus and they try and model it as to what it might turn into, and then from that modeling, they then take they find a solution to it. So they're finding solutions for for diseases and infections that don't exist yet. But the point is they are such a powerhouse. They're sucking all the big brains in the med tech into Cambridge. Okay, there are many others as well around the, around the UK that are med tech centers. But really, you want to be with the best, you go to the, that location. And that's, and that's what you know, AstraZeneca are all about. And also, I think... You know, the government has recognized that one of the biggest things that 
that squeezes the life out of industry and out of economic growth is again lack of proper infrastructure and you know in cambridge you know they've developed this oxford cambridge arc or oxbridge arc you know it's got milton Keynes in there as well and they're trying to improve all the connectivity there you've also got what they call the greater cambridge local plan which is they're planning to build 49,000 new houses just to keep up with the current demand, not plan for the future. So we're having that support from the government as well. And then they're putting a new rail system in called the East-West Rail, which basically just cuts, bisects, great word, bisects the whole of that sort of economic area because most stuff goes north-south because you imagine, you know, like with the Romans started off, they were all going north. They didn't go from side yeah. to side. No, no. So there's no so so there's not a lot of side to side stuff, and so they're starting to build some side to side business. But there we go. Excellent. Okay, yeah, and and on the AstraZeneca point, they are um, top five employer in Cambridge. Actually, uh, you know, worldwide they've got over uh, hundred thousand staff. Did you know that? Cambridge University is also a, a very large employer within Cambridge, as you can imagine, um, being one of the largest, oldest educational institutions in the world. Um, so, um. No, we, I, don't, I don't think I don't think Eagle Pub employs that many people. No, but they did believe that they had found at the Eagle Pub, and I quote: "There's two guys. Their names were Crick and something. They thought they'd found a source of life." Uh, it, in the pub, did it come out of the taps? Is that what we're saying there? Or no, I think they were sitting there just just chatting about it, and they they were like um, theologians. And they just worked out that where the source of life was. And uh, it happened in that pub. Okay, great. All right. Well, there was one more. Sorry. <laughs> there was one more point we discussed briefly on the video, which was, um, you know, satellite areas for Cambridge. And there's a great article that we found. Um, we found recently, it might have even been the one that your uh, client sent to you. Um, so if you're, you know, if Cambridge is too expensive and you're looking at the surrounding areas, I actually sent this to a client of mine this morning who lives in Cambridge and he's got a buy to let there and he just bought one in Birmingham and just to show him because he was looking at perhaps getting another one, um, you know, in some of the areas that, that they say are great as they, they call it the, the Cambridge necklace because of where all these places are and they call these places the jewels of Cambridge and we can send this out if anyone wants to see it, but you've got places like Bar Hill, Combaton, Camborne not like Jason Bourne, Camborne, Ely, St. Ives, Peterborough, Huntington, St. Neots. Neots, is that right? No. St. Neots. Another, another lovely you, market town with links to Peterborough and London. How do you pronounce ketchup? Ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. And what's mustard? Mustard. <laughs> Uh, anyway, there you go, guys. So that's some really useful, relevant information you can use. If if your goal is capital appreciation and you've got loads of money, then yeah, great, go for Cambridge. If it's not and you're looking for something a bit more affordable, then perhaps look at some of those Cambridge necklace areas where you can buy more affordably with great commuter links into Cambridge where they've got great employers. And, you know, there's great Ofsted-approved schools in all those locations. You know, obviously Cambridge United isn't that crash hot. So it's not a great football team. And I know nothing about Cambridge rugby, but you know, the education Cambridge, is good. Cambridge rugby aren't bad. 
uh, education is good off the back of all that intelligence that's going on inside inside Cambridge. So I would, you know, purely from an economic growth perspective, if we look at all the post-COVID, the locations that are going well, then, you know, as I said before, you've got the East Midlands and the Northwest, um, and you've got stuff that has got special situations attached to it. And post-COVID, <laughs> post-COVID, I'm just wondering, is it really post-COVID? Are we allowed to say that? Perhaps we're not allowed well, to say well, post-COVID. Well, no, technically it is post the original COVID, but I mean, hey, we're never going to get rid of it. We've got to live with it. Okay. All right. Then in that case, after the main hit of COVID, then you've got a lot of med tech, um, artificial intelligence, that sort of stuff, locations going. And you've got to just look for hotspots. Don't buy, you know, I've got a client who wanted to buy near Gatwick. And, you know, bless them, the employment around Gatwick's been shot to death. You know, it's 10% down on what it was. Same around Heathrow. You know, if you think about the areas that used to have a lot of pilots, apparently that's the next shortage is going to be pilots, it's not lorry drivers, pilots. There we go. Okay. Well, I'd like to know why, um, but we don't really have time. We've got to go. So um, I think we'll leave it there. I, I would say final comments would be, guys, make sure you get signed up to our uh, property partners, property partners mailing list. And also, if you want any of the information that we, you know, a lot of the time where we read and digest information and relay that, right, don't we? So if you want to know where we've got it from, if you want the articles we've discussed, then we can send those to you, no problem. Excellent. And um, I'm looking forward to the, Callum's new book. Apparently he has a short list of mispronounced words. <laughs> it's, uh, it's by Callum Williamson. <laughs> no, it'd be Ke- it wouldn't be Callum Williamson. It would be, it would be, Kale, Kale, I get that a lot. Is it Caleb or Callum? It's Callum, mate. But hey, there we go. Look, from me, Jeffrey Chaucer, uh, and it's goodbye. And from you, Stuart. Chaucer, Williamson, cheerio. <laughs>